0: Hello everyone. This is Dr. Paley with a special episode of the I Got Happy podcast, in which I would like to challenge Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes, you heard it. Was Maslow wrong, or was he misunderstood? Okay, let me give you some context. First of all, most of us have lived entire lifetimes, have grown up believing very much that happiness comes after success. So what do I mean by that? Well, this basically means to most people, you go out there, you get a job, you get some education, you get a high-paying career, and you become happy. <laughs> the question is, is that true or not? Or you, you become an entrepreneur, you make a lot of money, you buy big things, big houses, big airplanes, put the Bentley in the back, put the uh, the airplane over there, take the picture, and then all of a sudden you're happy, Right. <laughs> This is so not the case. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree that we in society have so much evidence today of people who have achieved massive material success, massive external success, but internally have not been happy and have unfortunately in some cases met their demise because they were not happy with their lives. So there's got to be something wrong with the fundamental premise here. That success by itself, external material success, creates happiness. What I've learned in my studies and in my process of experiencing the world is that in fact the exact opposite is true. It is happiness that creates success. So let me take you through two, I believe, competing theories about this process the first is maslow's hierarchy of needs and then i'm going to show you some newer evidence that points to the exact opposite so let's start by taking a look at maslow's hierarchy of needs so who was maslow and what did he talk about well maslow basically postulated a a motivational theory right in psychology he was one of the fathers of psychology in fact i believe he was the first person to use the words positive psychology, even before uh, Martin Seligman, PhD, and others really took it to the next level. Okay, Uh, He's the one who sort of went away from the Freudian view of the world and started bringing to us this focus on the psychology of well-being. So what did Maslow actually propose? Well, he said that there are really three fundamental stages that people have to go through. Um, They have to first start out meeting their basic needs. What are these basic needs? Well, things like food, shelter, water, you know, uh, safety needs. So the physiological needs and the safety needs needed to first be met before people could really move on to the higher psychological needs or self-fulfillment needs like happiness, right? So if you see a triangle that goes something like this, Maslow postulated that first you have to get the psychological, sorry, the physiological needs met, and then you have to get the safety needs met. After that, you have to get the belongingness, which is the physi- uh, the psychological, the esteem needs met, you know, intimate relationships with friends and family, you know, prestige, a sense of accomplishment in the social sort of culture in the world, and then it's only after Okay, It's a hierarchy, so it's only after you've met those first two stages, the basic needs and the psychological needs, that you can then begin to focus on self-fulfillment needs or self-actualization, achieving one's full potential, and, and in fact, being happy, right? So it's almost like the things that make you intrinsically happy have to wait until you first made that money or you first built that big house, right? That is the sort of belief system that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, in my opinion, contributed to. Now, I still ask, was Maslow fundamentally wrong, okay? Or was he just misunderstood? Thankfully, I believe he was misunderstood because there's a lot of evidence that shows that all of these needs do in fact get met in a hierarchy, right? But the question is, do they have to be met? that hierarchy can one choose to be happy first can you say hey listen this is what brings me joy in the world this is what i'm gonna do whether or not i have achieved material wealth and success you know there are cultures all over the world right that actually do things that way okay even in my african uh background right i can tell you that a man or a woman wakes up in the morning and looks out at the beautiful sun, sun and, 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 and sees sees the, the, the children playing in the yard and says to himself or herself, I am enough. I, I have everything I need. I'm happy. They don't have a big house. They don't have a big car. They don't have anything that we would call material wealth, but they have internal material peace and content, contentment and happiness. And it supports them in the living of their lives in a society, or the, the acquisition of food and, and shelter, right? It's almost backwards. It's flipped. If you look at the Eastern uh, uh, cultures, you find that the, 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 the focus on the external, right, is in a lot of ways challenged by people who say, no, 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 go inside. Focus on the internal, right? And it is inside that true peace and joy is found. It is not to be found externally, right? So there are cultures that challenge some of these notions of where happiness comes from in our lives. Is it the external stuff or is it somewhere inside? Now, let me present something uh, that I I find very, very interesting. It's a study by uh, Dr. Sonia I hope I said that correctly. Um, she is well known and very well regarded and extremely famous for having been one of the people who went out and actively did uh, uh, studies that show that happy people, in fact, have a tendency to create success in their lives. Right. So these are people for, for whom we are beginning the observation that they are already happy. We're not considering whether they are already first materially happy. We're looking at them as happy people. right? And the questions that she asked in her studies were, are happy people more successful than unhappy people? Right? Or does happiness precede success? Right? And does positive affect lead to success-oriented behaviors? And in each case, her work showed that you could start from happiness and get to success, right? So the purpose of my entire life has been, it looks like, to show me this one lesson. I'm one of those guys who started out using the Maslow's approach, right? I got an, a fantastic education. I've had fantastic jobs in the corporate world. I've been very successful financially, but I have not seen the happiness. Why? Because the things that made me happy were ignored in the pursuit of those external material things. You know, I have a story that guides my life today and it takes me all the way back to the Biafran Civil War in the 1960s when Nigeria and Biafra were locked in arms and people were dying, millions were starving and I was one of those children at at the age of three struggling to survive with my mother and everyone in our village running around from refugee camp to refugee camp and my mother taught me one of life's greatest lessons by doing something so unexpected. When we did not have food, when we did not have shelter, do you know what she did? She sang songs. She sang songs about food. She sang songs about soup. She made us feel better. We were happy, we were singing songs like, Balelele arrogance, ibaba kunko si kunko, oni wheni we, oni wheni, somebody like go one. <laughs> we were singing songs like Benamurumo abumata, Benamurumo abumata, wotu kopo gare zugunela uma, baby These were songs about food and shelter. And we were seeking these things from the things that made us happy. And I learned the lesson in those days that if you first seek happiness, you will not want for material things. It seems to drive away the fear of bombs falling. And it seems to drive away the fear of hunger. Happiness has its own place in our psyche, in our biology, that seems to make us fulfilled and therefore able to seek the material things that we need in our lives so i want to challenge maslow and i want to proclaim that in my life and i'm experimenting every day in my life i'm finding that when i begin to focus on the things that make me happy such as songs such as music such as writing books, such as helping and teaching other people about how they can use their own brains, how they can practice in their own minds this skill of happiness. Those things that make me happy are making other people happy. And by making other people happy and other people successful, guess what happens to me, right? It's the law of attraction. You attract what you put out. So I want to challenge anyone who strongly believes that they have to first achieve this first before they get that, right? They have to first climb the mountain of financial and external success before they find internal fulfillment. I want to encourage you to realize that it just might be the other way around. Start from that which makes you fulfilled, that which makes you whole, that which makes you happy, right? Embrace it and use it as a method for finding success. I hope all the best for you and hope this short conversation has been of some value in your life as you move forward to create whatever you want to create. This has been Dr. Pele with the I Got Happy Podcast. Have a wonderful day. (laughs)